Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Four Persons Network. We are Blog Talk Radio's one and only authentic Catholic defenders of the deeper truths of our sacred faith. To learn more about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. If you would like to call in tonight with your comments or questions, the number is 515-602-9655. That number again is 515-602-9655. For follow-up information after the show, email us anytime at email at thefourpersons.com. That's email at thefourpersons.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show. She is a Catholic recording artist, multi-award winning songwriter. She sings contemporary and folk rock music. She has been in the music industry for over five years. Her music is her ministry. She aims to help people that suffer from all kinds of pain in life and try to bring them to the Lord through her music. She has three albums out and her music is being played on radio stations all over the world. Her website is lisamarinacole.com and she is on social media. Her music page is facebook.com Lisa Songs of Worship. YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. Instagram Lisa underscore Marie underscore Nicole underscore official. Her songs can be purchased on her website, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everywhere else. Her merchandise store has everything for her ministry and can be accessed through her website. Her new CDs will be available very soon and can be purchased through her website. She counts herself blessed that God has chosen her to help spread his message. She is Lisa Marie Nicole. Get her music today. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special double-header Saturday edition of the Four Persons Podcast, and we are honored and privileged this morning to have on award-winning Catholic Christian musical artist Lisa Marie Nicole. Lisa, welcome to our show, and you just uh, you just picked up a couple of more awards for your trophy case. First of all, congratulations on that. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners about uh, the the awards you just received? Yeah, hi, John. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I I just uh, received two awards this past week for at the Rampage Music Awards. My uh, my number one song, Just Believe, and also my Christmas song that I wrote. Um, one best holiday song, The Real Meaning of Christmas, which uh, really was really good because um, that song is about Jesus and what the real meaning of Christmas is about, and all the other songs are basically just about the holiday. So to win a holiday song based on Christ was really, that really shocked me, and it was really a privilege and a blessing for that. And um, I'm also nominated for the uh, ICSSA Awards, International Singer-Songwriter Awards. There's many, many people that are nominated for this, but 
I was nominated for uh, Best Female Vocalist, Rising Star, and Songwriter. And um, the voting is about to come to an end now. Everybody has to vote. Uh, today and tomorrow are the last day for the voting. If anybody would like to vote for me for those three categories, I was nominated in. Um, my Facebook page has the link. It's actually pinned to my page. So today and all day tomorrow you can vote. And I really appreciate that. Well, again, congratulations. And um, we planned on playing five of your songs today, uh, including one that you can't hear anywhere else but here. We'll get to that later. But you did mention the uh, number one song, the award-winning song, Just Believe. So let's take a minute and listen to that right now, and we'll be right back.
such a simple message and a gorgeous song, former number one for Lisa Marie Nicole, award-winning song. Lisa, congratulations. And the talent cannot be denied as a singer, a songwriter, a musician. Uh, and yet, unlike so many singer-songwriter musicians that are out there that have that have just tremendous God-given ability and waste it on utter trash music, you decided to use your gift uh, for the Lord. What went into the making of that decision or the genesis of that decision that you were going to uh, use your talents uh, uh, for God? Well, it's funny you ask that because I just did my testimony live on one of uh, the Facebook pages of the um, a friend of mine has a show called Artist Discovery, and he asked me to do a Christian. He's asking people to do testimonies to how God works in their life. And um, I did my testimony, and I've been wanting to tell it for a long time to people because um, I did not choose this. He chose me for this because I was always a singer since I was a kid, and I've been writing since I was seven years old. But I was never into Christian writing. I was into writing science fiction. And, you know, as a child, I was just writing, exploring and writing things. And I wanted to always be a writer. That was my dream in life. I know I was born to do this. And I just didn't know where I was going to be led in the future with my writing and also with my music because I sang in the choir in Catholic school. And... um and I did plays and stuff like that, but I had no idea where this was going to take me. Um, I wound up developing uh, chronic um, <clears throat> chronic pain disorders um, down the road, and um, I moved to Florida uh, 14 years ago, and I uh, joined the church by me, which was actually the same church, the same name of the same church that I got married in, at my where I lived before, and also um, where I went to school. So I said, this has to be a blessing of this because I didn't go to church as much as I wanted to up north. And then when I moved down here, it's like God placed me here for a reason because he wanted me to be in a place where I think he was going to use what he blessed me with here. And I know it was all him. It was all the Holy Spirit that had gave me the opportunity to do this because uh at our church when I joined the church I became in a I became doing an um I started in a bunch of ministries as writing and re, uh as a, a reader um I was a Eucharistic minister I did all kinds of things in church and then um I just decided I didn't write for a while and I was in a lot of pain all the time I was always suffering and I uh, they started a contemporary mass at our church for children, and I knew every contemporary Christian contemporary. Let me say Christian contemporary. I knew every Christian contemporary song that was out there because I used to listen to all the stations all the time, and I knew who Lauren Daigle was, Toby Mac, you know, Chris Tomlin. I knew all of them. I knew all of their music, and I knew all of the lyrics. So they asked me to be the lead singer in the Christian band in the church. And I decided to do that, and I loved it. I had such a great time. Even the pain I was in, I still did it, and I just I did it for God. 
and my faith just got so much stronger. And I uh, started going to church, you know, a couple of times a week, even on on Sundays and, and the daily masses, and just asking God where he's going to lead me. And what happened was we had to cancel the contemporary mass after three years because we were a one-priest parish, and we had too many masses, and we could not he could not carry it on because we didn't have too much children in the area because it was more of like an older community. So... Mm-hmm. We stopped the Mass, and I figured that was it. You know, I figured, well, that's it. You know, I had a good time doing this, uh, you know, never saying contemporaries like that before live and all that. And then all of a sudden I got this message saying, you're not done yet. You know, like everybody else is going to go on with their life, go do what they're going to do. They're going to go to Mass. I'll see them whenever I see them. But... He said to me, you're not done yet. He says, I have a lot more in store for you. And that's when I started getting the writing ability started coming back to me. And it was all for him. It was all about him. I mean, I used to get lyrics. A whole song would come to me at night while I was sleeping, and I would wake up Mm -hmm. in the morning and have a whole song. And this started years ago when when they stopped the mass. I don't remember what the year it was. And they stopped the mass, and this started coming to me. So I started writing this stuff down. I didn't play an instrument then. I Well, I played the ukulele. I taught myself how to do it. And I played the ukulele, and I played it, but it was different. So I, want, I always loved the guitar, and I figured the guitar would be good for therapy for me when I'm in pain. And I decided to pick up a cheap one somewhere to learn the chords and everything. And... It started working out great for me as a, um, you know, for therapy when I had, when I was in pain or mentally I was I was struggling. I started using the guitar to do my therapy a couple of times a week, and then I started taking the music that I wrote and putting it to. I used to, I mean, the lyrics that I wrote, putting it to music, and all of this stuff just started coming with me on to me so fast that I couldn't even control it. And I was praying to God to give me the strength to be able to do everything that he has blessed me with. So basically um, what I <clears throat> what I started to do was I started to put these songs together, and then my husband said, you know what, maybe you should go into the studio and record these songs because they, you know, they were just so great, and he was behind me 100%. And he, both of us have strong Catholic faith in God to be able to trust in him to to see um, how far this would go, you know, like where he where he was leading us. So I went into the studio. I did my first song, uh, Grace Heal My Soul. That was released in 2017, I believe. That was my first song. What, 18, the begin, end of 18. And then I just went on from there. I just started getting, everything started coming to me. My faith got so much stronger. I knew that the Holy Spirit was using me to to bring people to Jesus, to bring people to God. And then as things got worse in the world with, with the pandemic and everything was happening so bad in the world, my, my strength and my writing abilities just got better because my next song, Step Into the Light, which was my number one song, I wrote that and the whole entire the, the whole entire thing in six months. I wrote that, that album 
and I recorded the whole thing during the pandemic because we were stuck here, you know, like everybody else. We were all um, under lockdown, not for long, though, but I used that time. I said to God, please bless me with the talent to be able to write this music for the pandemic to help people get through the pandemic because everybody was suffering, everybody was lost questioning god is he still there why why are these things happening to me and that's when step into the light came out and everybody kept saying there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's a light at the end of the tunnel so i said there's a song in that (laughs) and and i used that to write my that step into the light will always be my best song i think the music the track is great the lyrics are unbelievable and the 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 um Everybody loves that song. Whenever I do that live, people ask for it. They're like, can you just step into the light, you know? And also the video has won many, many awards. I put that video together, and so did Just Believe. Just Believe has won a lot of awards, too, the video. Um, But I I came out with that after the pandemic, and people thanked me. I dedicated Step Into the Light. If you see my CDs, I dedicated that whole album to everyone that died during covid and and the people, the the frontline workers, all the people that were there, the nurses, the doctors, the police, everybody that helped during COVID, because I lost some people too also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody during their pandemic to help us get through that. And that would, would probably be my best album that I have out so far. And it just never stops. I mean, I I he, I think by opening myself up to him, and by accepting what he what he wants me to do with my life, this is his will for me. And I just basically said, I'm here. Do whatever you need to do. Use me to bring people to you, to show people that suffer, like me, that you you can make it if you trust in God. Philippians 4.13 is my, oh, will always be the the scripture that I lean on, I can do all things to God who strengthens me. And I made a song out of that, and that's a good song, too. That's on my YouTube channel. But basically, I've been blessed with this gift because I have no training. I did this all myself. I've never been into a – I never went into a music studio to learn how to play instruments, or I never went for vocal training. I did all this on my own by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. He he helped me, he blessed me, and I sometimes there were times when I didn't think I could do it, times I think I didn't make it, but you know what? Every time I want to give up, he throws another song at me and says, nope, you're not done. And they come to me at the strangest times. I could be driving my car and all of a sudden I hear these lyrics in my head. I'm like, where's this coming from? And, you know, it's just... I, I have to go with this because I trust in him and I know it's him that's doing this for me. So I, I know that down the line something is gonna, big is going to happen for me because uh, I trust in him and I know that this is all for him. And I always am humble. No matter how many awards I win in this lifetime, it doesn't matter to me. That's all. That's all just, yeah, it's nice to be acknowledged. It's nice for people to to, you know, say I love your music and everything, but this is not about me. I don't want people worshiping me. I want people worshiping God. I want them to get a message from my music to say, you know what, if they don't know Jesus, I want them to say, I want to know who Jesus is. He could do this for you. I want him to do this for me. I mean, how do I follow him? 
you know, so that's basically what my life consists of right now. This is my life consists of, my life revolves around God, between going to church, being a cantor in church, singing in the choir in church, and then coming home and working on my own music, which is contemporary. It's, it was hard at times for me to do that, to make the adjustment from going from church music to contemporary music. But, you know, when I was growing up, I always loved rock music. And I said, you know what, maybe I could try to figure out a way to make a couple of Christian rock songs where they're not like really, really like not heavy metal. I mean, just, you know, like rock songs where maybe the younger generation, I can get them interested in my music because Lord mm-hmm. knows the younger generation needs it. So wow. that's where I am at this time of my life right now. Uh, everything that I have is a blessing. I will never, ever forget that. And, um, you know, I just want people to know that um, that all of this is not me. This is all yeah. through God, how I do all of this stuff. What a magnificent message, Lisa, especially how you took all the uh, suffering that you were going through, all the suffering that was going on around you, uh, and tried to channel that into into something positive. Uh, what a very, okay. very Catholic message. In fact... Let's listen right now to Step Into the Light, and we'll be right back on the four persons.
And two songs in a row there from our special guest today. First, that was Step Into the Light and then Pass It On. Two songs with a very, very positive message. Lisa, what's next in your ministry? I'm sorry, John, I didn't hear you. Can you say it again? I I said, what is next? Uh, What's what's the next uh, step in your ministry? Um. To just basically keep going, to just uh, let God lead in my life and um, whatever he gives me, to just try my best to get the message out there to everyone, um, to, to finish the race. There's, there's, there's just so many people suffering in this world in so many ways, and um, uh, I just always, you know, I've always been the type of person that wanted to try to help everybody, and I know I can't do that by myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, everyone in this world, we were all, God created all of us, regardless of who we are. And I really, that my, my, I, my, my goal is to try to get everyone to follow the Lord, follow Jesus. That's my goal in life, and to help people that are suffering, to help people that lost their faith, that um, are depressed, that, you know, there's so many people that are suffering right now in so many different ways, and I just want to be one of the people that God uses to help bring them back home. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and you're right. There's just there's just so much darkness in the world. I mean, right yes, now there they're they're having this uh, you know this convention that, that was up in Boston that I've uh, gone back and forth as to whether or not I should even mention it because it's so dark, it's so evil. Um, Which one, the satanic one? Yeah, it, yeah. It's just, it's just so evil. Where, where do you live in Florida, Lisa? Central. Okay. Uh, well, because I was struck um, by the fact that you said that you moved to Florida around, you said around 2017. Is that correct? No, 2009. Oh, 2009, you moved to Florida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because uh, when you talked about the the pandemic and and all the darkness of that, uh, I I still remember a a very, very dark recent day in Florida. And it just just hit me really, really hard. And that was the day of the the Parkland uh, massacre. The Parkland shooting, yeah. And that was – it was just such a horrific thing. Mm -hmm. Um. And and I'm bringing it up as an example of the of the of the type of thing where you say this is where people start to question where you know where is God in the middle of this how could how could God allow this to happen when you look at the 17 victims I mean uh, five of them were devout Catholics uh, you know there were there others were were devout Jews and and Christians uh, they were these were people of faith these were godly people who were who were who were gunned down by a madman and um how do you make sense of something like that in this in this awful cruel world uh, that we live in well i'm not getting political about anything but i try to stay out of it but i just feel that god is being taken out of everything in this world everywhere 
out of schools, out of the government, out of everywhere, they're removing God. And, re- and you got to replace, remo- when you replace God, you got to replace, I mean, when, when, you, when you remove God, you got to replace him with something. And people are using every other thing besides God to replace him with. And, you know, especially when people, a lot of people suffer from mental problems and mental depression. And, you know, I really think that if people turn back to God and turn back to the Lord and started going back to church and started learning their faith and not just listening to what people say about their faith, go to Bible study, pick up the Bible, read the Bible, go back to church, go, you know, Start learning your, I'm talking about Catholics, mm-hmm. I mean, but it, this, this applies to all Christians. But, you know, there's so many people that have left the church. People left the church because of the pandemic, and they never went back. And I see it. I see it in my church. I see it all over the place. My deacon just said the other day that there's 90% of Catholics that don't believe in the Eucharist, that in the, in the presence. That's insane, I, I never it? heard of that. Yeah. It's amazing. I never heard of that many people. So many people are turning away from the Lord. And people, I, I talk to so many people because I go, I, I, they call me the Walmart preacher around here because I go, I go to Walmart and I start preaching to people. You know, they start, people just come up to me and start talking to me. Even people that don't even know me. Some people know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a singer and they know what I do, but some people don't. And they'll come up to me and start talking to me, and I'll just talk to people. And everybody's got something going on in their life with something. And yeah, I used to go to church, but I don't go anymore. I'm like, can I ask you a question? Why don't you go? Well, I don't hear the message I want to hear. What message are you looking for? Are you looking for a message that you want to hear to make your life justified of what you're doing in your life, right. or do you? Are you? What about a message that what you're doing in your life is wrong? That's the message we need to hear, and we're not hearing that too much. And we we really need to not to bash people and talk bad to them because you don't want people to leave the church. But you but people need to know the things they need to do to be a good Catholic, and the things that they need to do to change their life. You know, you you can't just say, I believe in God and still keep living the life you're living. I mean, you need mm-hmm. to start changing things in your life in order to be a better person and in order to show God shine through you. That's what I try to do every day in my life. I'm not perfect. I sin like everybody else. Everybody sins. We're all sinners. But if you try to live the life God intended us to live and you let that shine through you, people see that. And they see the difference, and they see, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I can't change the world, like I said. I can try to. I can be part of that. But everybody in this world needs to join in, and we all need to start praying more every day, all day long, if possible. We need Mm -hmm. God because I think God will save this land. I think he would if people would turn back to him. But what are they doing? They're turning away from him. More and more people are turning away from him. And I think that's where all the evil is coming in because Satan is ruling right now. And I know it's not going to be forever, but I know that he is ruling because people are letting him. And that's why there's so much evil and so much hatred and so much killing and murder and everything else going on because people don't have anybody to turn to. 
I mean, look at the suicide rates today. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel so bad for these teenagers that are lost, and, and they have they don't have God. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that I really think that a lot of people should really think about where they're going in their lives and really to start turning back to the Lord. And this is where I want to come in, and I want to try my best with my lyrics and my music and my life, how I live, to show people that not everybody is perfect. Nobody's perfect, actually. Only the Lord is perfect. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that I think if people would start loving each other again and start and start letting God... The, you know my song, Pass It On, that, I, that you just played? Mm-hmm. That's what that song's about. That song is about God created us all in God created us all in his image, right? And we are all we are all filled with the love of God. If we can take that love that he get, that he that he gave us that is in us and share it to everyone in the world and love everyone regardless of who they are or what they do. Just love them. God will take care of everything else. Everybody has to everybody has to be accounted for in life for their sins, but that's not for us to judge. I mean, we we have to pray for everyone that is suffering and that is going the wrong direction. We pray for them to come back to the Lord. And that's what I do every day. There's so many people that I know that are doing the wrong things that are Catholic. And I do not want to tell people you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, because I don't want to do that. That's for them to decide the right direction to go in their life. What I do is I pray for them. I pray for them for God's will to be done in their life. And I I, I see this like what you're talking about. This is all over the world that things are happening. And, And if we, and like I said, that's I think that's the answer to everything. I really do. I think I think the answer to everything is to start trusting in God more and start putting your your life in his hands. And you know, these kids in this world today are so misled by everything and they're going the opposite direction. And everything is about social media, everything is about who can be better than this one and who wants to look better than that one. I mean, I went through it as a teenager. We all did. Mm -hmm. But it gets to the point where these kids are getting crazy and they're just, they're, they're shooting up schools. They're, they're just, I mean, not even, it's not even about that. It's about other things that are happening also that I'm not going to mention. So it's, there's a lot of things in this world that are going, that is going on and God sees all of this. And, I really think if everybody turned back to him, I think things would start changing. That's that's me. I really think it's all about him. Well, I mean that's the message of of the four persons. We you know we take our name and our and our identity from uh, Mark chapter twelve. Yeah. Uh, it says you must love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole oh, mind, yeah. your whole soul, and your whole strength. And I think we've lost a sense of that in this world, uh, in our secular society. Um, People want to make it all about feelings and urges. It's it's all about the mind and the body, and and we pretend like the soul and the heart don't exist. And uh, once you divorce that spiritual 
element, that element of love, that element of faith, once you divorce that from what the human person is, uh, then we cease to become human beings. We start becoming uh, anarchist robots. Uh, yeah. and, and then at that point, we're, we're capable of anything. But I also agree with the flip side of what you said, that if we do decide to turn back to God, um, even all this arc, uh, darkness and, and upheaval in the world uh, can be, we, we can be cured of all of this. And, and uh, I'm going to make a little segue here because I believe that's the message of your song, With God It's Possible. Is that, is, am I right? Exactly. That's, you know what that's based on, Matthew 19:26. I could do all things, you know, I mean, uh, uh, wow, I really just lost it for a minute. <laughs> it's too early. Um, Matthew 19:26. with God, all things are possible. So that's what that's based on. Well, let's take a listen. And we'll be right, right. back this, on the fourth. By the way, this song was just released three weeks ago. This is my this is um my new song. Oh wow. I, I didn't realize that. So uh this is her brand new song, With God It's Possible.
with God It's Possible, a timely message, and the brand-new single from Lisa Marie Nicole, and let's make that a number one record. Lisa, a great, great song. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm in awe of your work here. It's just uh, so pure. Um, in, an, in an age where music tends to be over technicalized, they add a lot of extra elements to it and do things with mm-hmm. the voice and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yours is kind of a throwback to a to a cleaner, purer style of music. Is that that your deliberate intention? Thank you. Um, I didn't think you would notice that. <laughs> yeah, because I, <laughs> um, I I don't know if you've heard all of my songs, but I have a mixture of. I'm a contemporary recording artist, but my songs are basically. I have a couple of country songs. I have a couple of rock. Actually, I have more than a couple of rock songs. A lot of them are rock. Um, I have an 80s rock song. Um, I have um, pop. I mean, it's all different types of music that I do, but I like the ballads also because I like to slow them down and I like people to really um, listen to the, the words, the lyrics. Sometimes people get caught up in the track of the music and they'll go, oh, that's a nice, mu- that's nice music. I could dance to it or whatever. I'm like, did you listen to the lyrics? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, when I get a chance, I'm like, no, listen to the lyrics first. Don't even worry about the background music. I mean, yeah, the music's good, but I'm a poet. I'm a writer. I'm a published poet. I have been for years, and my writing is is more important to me than the music. I mean, yeah, I love the music. I love performing. I love going into the studio and working with my friend who's a musician that helps me with the tracks, and the tracks come out beautiful. I mean, the music's great, but... My most important thing is the lyrics, and because that comes from God, like I told you, those lyrics come from the Holy Spirit. And when people tell me, this is all I've been hearing since I started this, I love your lyrics. Your lyrics are incredible. I mean, it really gets to me. I was like, thank you, and I thank God, because that's not coming from me. Yeah, he blessed me with talent, and I've, I've... we all have free will. I could have said no. I could have said I don't want to do this. But how was I going to say no to God after all he's done for me in my life? I, I mean, I, I so I decided to go with it, and I knew that it was going to be great because I really enjoy this. I really enjoy what I'm doing, and I try to make the lyrics based on Scripture, but I like to write them like where people can understand them, a normal, ordinary person. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a normal person could understand them that maybe doesn't even like Christian music. I have people of different, all different faiths that listen to my music. It's amazing. I get people contact me that are Muslim, they're all different faiths, and they say to me, you know what, I really, I really, I said, you know I'm singing about Jesus, right? Yeah, I know that. I, I really appreciate your, your lyrics, and I appreciate your, 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 um, your um, faith in God. That's what they tell me. I really appreciate your faith in God. And and I said, wow, that's that's amazing. And the lyrics, like I said, I want people to understand them in ordinary life. I don't want to write all this crazy stuff where people got to look up in a dictionary what a word what a word means. Because I've I've listened to some songs. And I'm like, what does that mean? 
What does that word mean that they put in there? I got to look it up because I don't even know what it means. You know, I want to make this in plain English where people people could listen to the lyrics and and know exactly what it's about and exactly who I'm singing about. They know it's about God. They know it's about Jesus. They know um, cer- certain songs are aimed towards certain things, like my song. I um, my song that I wrote. When I had surgery years ago, I was suffering so bad, and I wrote, I cry out to you, Lord. That song everybody listens to that is suffering from something because it's a great song, it's a great track, and the lyrics are there for people that need help and are asking God to help them, and that's what I wrote that song for. Mm -hmm. Also, With Your Love, that's another good one. That's another one about suffering. So, yeah, you're right. I want to give a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different spin here, a little bit of a, a curveball and a, and a surprise for our audience. Um, your your lyrics are um, priceless. They're 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 pure. They're from the heart. They they you know go right to the to the message of what needs to be said. Uh, but recently, I happen to know that someone uh, someone that I know personally, a real knucklehead. Uh, sent you some lyrics, uh, and let me read those lyrics to you and, and tell me if these sound familiar. It's, I'm four persons, yes, you heard what I said, though you think I'm going out of my head. I'm four persons, and four persons are me. they all I ever wanted to be. My heart person puts his love to the test, to love God because our God is the best. My mind person is on fire for the Lord, trying hard to understand every word. My soul person knows just where he has been, not going back to the slavery of sin. My strength person knows that he's not strong enough, working hard, mighty, and tough. With my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul, my whole strength, I love you, Lord. Those lyrics sound familiar? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So I sent those to you. Um, with this idea of the Four Persons Network and uh, that we love um, the Lord with our whole heart and our whole soul and our whole strength and our whole mind. And you made a recording and uh, you allowed me to kind of mix it. We kind of went back and forth, did a little tweaks to it. And um, the finished product we are about to debut now as the official theme song of the Four Persons Network, and I am just so excited. I want to thank you for doing this for us, and um, I'm going to play it now, if that's okay with you. Yeah, thank you for uh, asking me to do it. I had a good time, and um blessed to be able to help you guys with it. Are you going to be playing this during all the podcasts? Uh, well, we'll... We'll see how that goes according to time restraints, but we'll be playing it in a lot of them for sure. Okay. So let's hear it now. We'll be right back in a minute. Here it is, the debut of the official theme song of the Four Persons Network performed by Lisa Marie Nicole.
in full disclosure to our audience, that was not the final edit that me and Lisa agreed on, and I don't know how I made the mistake of clicking the wrong button, but I will make sure that's corrected when we play it uh, before, because me and her did agree on a final edit, and I want to make sure that uh, that I'm uh, faithful to what she wants. I, so that was an honest mistake, Lisa, but I'll have it corrected by the next time we play that song. But uh, I okay. want to thank you for your efforts on that on that song. You're welcome. No problem. I know you'll fix it. That's not a problem. Yeah. And uh, so I want to thank you again for um, being a guest on our program. Uh, give the people one more time the uh, website where they can find your music. Uh, my website, my personal website is lisamarinacole.com altogether. Um, my all my music is available, including my new one, um, the one I, the one you just played with, God is Possible. All my music is on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all streaming sites, YouTube Music. Um, and my YouTube channel is YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. And all my videos for the songs I did are on there. And my new video is coming soon for With God is Possible. That will be uploaded within the next couple of weeks. And also, I just want to say real quick, I'm recording another song I just wrote called You Are the Love. This is going to be a beautiful, beautiful song when it's done in the studio. Um, this will be released sometime in May, probably mid-May, and I'll, I'll announce it on my Facebook page, and um, it will be available everywhere also once it's released. Wonderful. I thank you God, for this. God bless you, and, and, and thank you for coming on our program We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with Hour 2 and Catholicism Rocks here on The Four Persons. Looking for a Catholic counselor? Dr. Peter Claponis, Deb Rojas, and the team at Integrity Counseling Services provide faithful Catholic counseling in Pennsylvania and beyond. We offer telehealth and in-person counseling for porn addiction, betrayal trauma, anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, and much more. You can find us at IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. That's IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. Looking for a Catholic counselor or coach? Dr. Fred Boley provides faithful Catholic counseling and coaching for men in Missouri and beyond. He conveniently offers telehealth services for anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, or just getting stuff done. You can find him at stbarn.org or 872-269-1280. Once again, the number is 872-269-1280. She is a Catholic recording artist, multi-award winning songwriter. She sings contemporary and folk rock music. She has been in the music industry for over five years. Her music is her ministry. She aims to help people that suffer from all kinds of pain in life and try to bring them to the Lord through her music. She has three albums out and her music is being played on radio stations all over the world. 
Her website is lisamarinacole.com and she is on social media. Her music page is facebook.com Lisa Songs of Worship. YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. Instagram Lisa underscore Marie underscore Nicole underscore official. Her songs can be purchased on her website, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everywhere else. Her merchandise store has everything for her ministry and can be accessed through her website. Her new CDs will be available very soon and can be purchased through her website. She counts herself blessed that God has chosen her to help spread his message. She is Lisa Marie Nicole. Get her music today. The Four Persons Network asks our Catholic friends to check out and join the fast-growing Catholic website, message board, and community at Catholicism Rock. The quality and diversity of contributors is breathtaking and the content spans everything from education to news and commentary and spiritual insight. Partners of the Four Persons and our friends. Please check them out at catholicismrocks.com. We now return to the regular program on your only real Catholic defenders of the deeper truth of our sacred faith. The Four Persons. Good folks at Catholicism Rock. Wouldn't you know, I have Ed Grafflin and Jack Gist from Catholicism Rock today as our guests in the second half of the four-person doubleheader. Ed and Jack, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yep. We got you. How are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, first of all, do you want to be called John or Jack? Because I've seen both in my email. You can call me Jack, or you can call me John. <laughs> I'm, I kind of go by. I've been called both most of my life, so it's, they're interchangeable. Can you okay. hear me? Okay. Okay, I yeah. have both of you. The number to call in, if anybody wants to call in, the number is five one five six zero two nine six five five. Again, five one five. Six zero two nine six five five. Let me go to Ed first. Ed, uh, tell us about Catholicism Rocks and how you became uh, involved in it. Well, I found this site, I believe, uh, from uh, Facebook, and I, you know, because I'm a very devout Catholic, and. Um, I found it, and all of a sudden, I started posting things on the site um, about things that uh, I've done in my life, miracles, and all kinds of things. And uh, then they uh, just asked me last week if I wanted to be a director for them. And uh, they'd put my videos and uh, my apologetics, because I used to teach Catholic apologetics in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, for 10 years and um, so I have a lot of information about how to defend the faith and I've been blessed Holy Spirit works through me and that's the only way it happens is uh, to get about 20 people to become Catholic and one's a Catholic priest today so I I have been uh, 
writing things on Catholicism rocks. They have so many things on there. They have spiritual adoption. They got a blog. They got videos, forum where you can ask questions. Uh, retreats, and we have a retreat coming up. 33 days of merciful love uh, coming up, which is wonderful. If you go to Catholicism Rocks and go to events, you can see the uh, site that says um, uh, 33 days of merciful love, which we all have to have to get into heaven. So that's kind of how I started with uh, Catholicism Rocks, and it's a phenomenal site. All right, Jack. Let's go to you. Uh, tell us how you became involved with this uh, with this website. Okay. I'm uh, first of all pleased to meet you, Ed. I, we've never met before, but now we are, so we're connected on the site. Um, uh, I found this site through LinkedIn, and then I uh, I've uh, a little bit of background on me. Of us, I taught college in a state college humanities department for a number of years, and uh, as you might imagine. There, it was fairly liberal there, and it, uh, I was sort of felt like the lone guy around there, the lone conservative. And so after a while, I mean, I just I, I'm a traditional Catholic, and, and I never really thought I was that until probably in the past few years, the way everything's going. And Catholicism rocks is for uh, tradition, traditional Catholicism, without all. I mean, it's just pretty straightforward like that. So I too am. Uh, a director now they just asked me last week as well uh to be a director i'm going to be the director of culture and uh society and uh they've got all kinds of good stuff like there we're just getting started i think they just uh recently got their uh it's a business uh non-profit now so they, they things are going along it's going slowly but surely but good things are going to be coming from catholicism rocks for example I'm going to, we're going to start having a book club where we're going to read. I think we're starting off with Flannery O'Connor short stories, and that'll be coming, I think, in June after the retreat and everything. So if the, the site is sort of for people that are spread out, they, maybe they don't live in a large city. They feel that they're sort of adrift. They're even the, the, the church is a little bit adrift, and they don't have anywhere to meet and converse with uh, more traditional Catholics. Well, this is the place for them. And it will be getting uh, picking up steam as we go along. So thank you for having me as well. Well, you're certainly welcome. We're certainly happy to have you. And, and uh, so I met, uh, I have met a couple of times online with Sean and Kathy, and I of course am also uh, involved with the site. But uh, I, I've got a, <laughs> to be honest with you, I got my hands full here. I've got a lot of balls in the air in terms of all the things that we're trying to do. But we're going to be actually collaborating on a uh, on some educational uh, videos. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at collaborating on is a Catholic view of the uh, Gospel of Matthew. Uh, so, um, so Catholicism Rocks is doing a, is, is doing a whole lot of things. Uh, but one of the things that you're looking to, to branch into is videos and uh, tell us a little bit about what your vision is for the kind of uh, videos that you're going to want to be uh, presenting on the website. I'll let, you Ed, do you want to go ahead? Well, uh, one of the things that they said, uh, I've, I'm an evangelist and uh, uh, I've, uh, there's a site called um, cool FM online. They contacted me and they wanted to do a video about me. 
And uh, uh, I wrote a book, and so they did this video about me. I told my miracle story at the beginning of it. And uh, uh, they also did a video of me last week because uh, we had a miracle at our parish where, you know, Holy Spirit worked through me and laid my hands on a lady's knee, and uh, her cartilage grew back in her knee. And so those type of things, what I think what we need in the church today is catechesis. People don't know the faith. If you ask a Catholic on the street, uh, you know, what are the Ten Commandments? They wouldn't know. <laughs> so um, we might do things that are training the faith. I'm also a Knight of Columbus, and we have a thing in Arizona here where we are – doing these core meetings where we are teaching the knights the faith so that they can share it, which is a wonderful thing that's going on in the knights. So that's that's what uh, uh, the type of videos I think they're, they're going to have in there, a lot of uh, catechesis. I, I'm sorry, I, I, is one of you using a speaker? I've been hearing some uh, a bit of background noise. I'm on it. It might be me because I'm on a pad. I, I'm traveling and I forgot to cord to my computer, oh. so I'm on a pad. Okay, I was just wondering. Well, I was just wondering what was going on. So, all right. So you you talked to Ed about uh, catechesis, and uh, Roy. The church really has kind of dropped the ball in catechesis. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard recently that as many as two thirds of American Catholics don't believe in the real presence in the Eucharist. I, I, I find that statistic to be just alarming, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, they don't know about the 150 times the host turned into real flesh and the blood turned into real wine. Uh, uh, they don't know about the thing in Mexico uh, just in last June, July, just last July. They were having adoration there, and the host started beating like a heart. <laughs> I mean, they don't know about those things. Yeah, I, I just find that astounding. How is that possible? Let me let me go to Jack and Jack. How is that possible that Catholics? So many Catholics don't understand. I mean, the the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist is just about as foundational as you can get to the Catholic faith, right? How, how is it that, that so many Catholics don't understand that? Well, that you're right. That is the core. That's like the core of the Catholic belief is is the Eucharist and the the real presence. And we had just to just to put it in perspective, we had a. a priest from Poland, uh, a traditional priest who's just in the regular parish there, but he could not believe I'm in New Mexico, which is fairly, you know, it's, uh, historically very Catholic. Uh, and he was astounded by how many people didn't know just the basic tenets of the faith. I mean, basic stuff. And I have, I've also read that statistic where in America, uh, an astonishing number of people don't believe that anymore. And the question that comes to my mind, I'm sorry, you still there, Jack? Jack? Can you hear me? I'm sorry, can you repeat that last part? You just dropped out there at the, at the end. 
Yeah, that's probably. I'm, I'm, I apologize for all this. Next time, I won't. Uh, I'll be back at my back home. But I, did you get the part about the, the the priest from Poland? Go ahead and repeat it for us, please. Well, we had a priest from Poland. He had. He, he had he's a. Uh, you know, they're pretty traditional in Poland, and he was over here in New Mexico for a while at our parish, and he was astounded by the fact that the basic stuff that the congregation didn't know, like they didn't even know like why you stood up and knelt and everything that you're praying with your body and things like this. And he was more than a little, he wasn't happy about it at all. And uh, as you mentioned, two thirds of Catholics don't even believe in the real presence. I I wonder how you can be a Catholic and not believe in the real presence. So as far as videos from my end goes, my thing is more society and culture. So I was a, a, a literature and philosophy professor uh, for many years, and uh, the culture's gone so far to the left, or so far somewhere, I don't even know where it's gone, that we have to start getting it back everywhere we can. And so I'm going to, I'll be doing some videos or uh, and things about uh, the book club and things like that, trying to just reach out to people that are so far removed, even though they're claiming to be Catholic, to give them a way back. We need to, we need to provide some contemporary sort of well, you need you need to come back because there's no mores everything's unmoored now and you, nobody knows what to do relativity has gone to almost its extreme everybody thinks that they can make everything up yeah ed i mean honestly in in my in my view i mean look a person could call themselves a catholic okay um, you know, our, our president calls himself a Catholic, and, and yet he's he's pro-abortion, he's he's pro-gay marriage. Um, you know, to me, I can I can walk into a garage and call myself a car, but it doesn't make it so. <laughs> to, to to me, if you if if you don't even recognize the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, I, is it fair to even call yourself a Catholic? I don't I don't think you really can. No, I would say you are absolutely right. Uh, there's a lot of people. In fact, the majority of people who are Catholic in the United States are not really Catholic. Uh, our churches, you know, we got a bishop in San Diego who says gay marriage is fine. And so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of things going on in the church today that uh, are really, really devastating to us. And uh, in our country, too. So uh, Catholicism Rocks is a site that uh, I look at it as a place you can go to find out how to become holy. And, uh, you know, in First Peter, it says to be holy as I am holy. And that's what we want. We want to become holy so that we can evangelize. Because you can't evangelize if you're not holy. So uh, I know this because I've been doing it a long time. So right. uh, that site actually uh, gives you apologetics. It's giving you uh, uh, the mysteries of the rosary. It's giving you uh, – it's got Father Ashley, who is a great priest, who writes uh, uh, blog sites on there. He's, he's a wonderful priest. Um, it's just amazing how many people don't know this stuff. So, Jack, let me go back to you then. The, then the challenge is, okay, uh, and we have a Catholic website, you guys have a Catholic website, and, and it's great as far as preaching to the choir. 
how do we mount the challenge of taking our message out into the unbelieving world so that we're taking that Catholic message? Uh, you know, first we want to we, we want to um, we want to convert the unconverted, and then we want to motivate the converted, uh, and then we want to uh, you know e- evangelize the motivated, and then we want to make the the evangelized into 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 zealots that are you know the next wave of, of evangelists. But how do we do that? How how do we take you know Catholicism rocks out of uh, a site that Catholics look to? Uh, and, and, and take it out into the into the world and and and, and convert the lost. Um, that's a, that's a great question, and it's a it's a difficult one to answer. And I think that there's probably more than one avenue to do this from. But uh, from teaching at just a state university, you know, all these years in a humanities department, I know how bad the youth are hurting right now. They don't have any direction whatsoever. They feel lost. You read all these statistics about. Generation Z is like so depressed and, and you know, suicidal that uh, some, I can't, I, I can't remember what the, what the, uh, the percentage was, but a, a, a large number of Zs and millennials, I think, have contemplated suicide. And I think the answer why to that is a number of things, but really it's nihilism. Uh, I mean, they don't have anything to believe in. They're, they're, they can't trust anything. You can't trust the institutions. You can't, uh, in a lot of ways, you can't even trust the Catholic Church because when you guys are saying things like you have a, a priest that's okaying gay marriage and everybody's for, uh, uh, you know, the LGBTQ being welcomed in, and, and of course they can come in, but you'd have to repent. I mean, you have to. There's 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 rules to be followed. But I think it's because it's a, a, a lack of belief. So how do we get – we have to give them something to believe in, but we can't just say it ourselves because everybody is making stuff up these days. So you, we have a long tradition. Catholicism has a very long tradition to draw upon, and we used to be sort of like the kings of culture. If you think of writers like T.S. Eliot or even J.R.R. Tolkien, who were – the Lord of the Rings, he in an interview said that it is basically a Catholic story of good versus evil. T.S. Eliot is my favorite poet. I mean, and I can go on and on with Catholic Flannery O'Connor, which we're going to do in our our book group. Uh, So one way to approach the youth is we've got to give them something to believe in, but they're skeptical. They don't believe in anything, and why should they? So I think if we can draw them, at least this is just my perspective because this is my wheelhouse. If you can get them into the old Catholic stories and some of the newer ones, even Flannery O'Connor is accessible and there's some other stuff out there too that's more contemporary. And you first you draw them in that way, and then you let them know, okay, this is this is a uh, this is Catholicism. This is what it's about, and uh, it's something you can count on. They, they need something to count on. People don't have anything to count on anymore. And really, I don't either, except for the Catholic Church. So I'm not going to give up that fight. There's also. Uh... I belong to an organization called St. Paul Street Evangelization, mm-hmm. and we have 250 teams in the United States and in seven countries, and we we have a guy in Atlanta that goes to college campuses and shares the gospel with the, the, the kids there at the college campuses. I'm going to go next week to Cochise College here in my city. 
and uh, and share the gospel with them. He has very much success with it too, to change the hearts of those kids who are a lot of them are atheists, a lot of them are transgender, a lot of them are. Uh, you know, they have no exactly what you said, uh, uh, Jack. Uh, they have no nothing to believe in. So we go onto the campuses and have them see something they can believe in that is true, that is honest, that is beautiful, that is uh, the glory of God. I mean, one who created them. So that's wonderful things that we do at St. Paul Street Evangelization. You know, it's it, 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 and I'm familiar with St. Paul Street Evangelization, and and I think it's great. So it's it's kind of we're kind of in a in a role of giving them the information and the ammunition that they need to take it out into the street. Uh, but we're also uh, using the new media today to kind of connect with them. That's one of the things that we're going to be trying to do here at the Four Person. Uh, for instance, um, praying at, at uh, abortion clinics and, and ministering to prison fellowships. In fact, we're going to have a, a show on this tomorrow where we're going to be talking about how to do some of this stuff in real time, or live broadcast and things like that. Um, we have to be real creative in how we use the technology and the, and, and the new media uh, to reach out to this, uh, to this younger generation. Uh, because like our last guest said, uh, if they don't have God in their life, it, it's not its not as if a person who doesn't believe in God will not believe in anything. It's they'll believe in anything other than God. So the devil is going to move into that vacuum. And it shouldn't be a surprise that we have such an alarming uh, rise in, in, in occult activity and in, in in, in perversion, in, in these mass shootings, and all this ugliness in our society, uh, abortion, all these terrible things, we shouldn't be surprised because when you remove God from the equation, uh, basically, you know, you get this, like you said, this this sense of nihilism, this sense of there's nothing, uh, and, and the devil, the devil loves that, doesn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> So, so let me go back to Jack. So, so Jack, what are what are your ideas on how we can use this this? You know, we, we have all this modern media, all this social media in front of us. We have Twitter, we have YouTube, we have, you know, all, all these social media accounts and things that we can use in real time. How do we use those things to our advantage to to uh, make our voices part of the of the of the national conversation. Well, one way is that what you're doing is going directly to the source of the college campuses, because you're absolutely right. If people don't believe in anything, they want to people, human, human beings need meaning in their life. They, they can't walk around without uh, uh, some sense of meaning. So they're going to find some, or they're going to invent it themselves, or they're, and that's why you see sort of this rampant sort of paganism rising up. Uh, but really, it's uh, I, I'm firmly convinced that it's nihilism. Uh, it's not it's not paganism. It's nihilism. It's a belief in nothing because at their core, they're empty. Too many people, 
And the only thing that can fill it up, as the you know, as the scripture says, is is Christ can fill up your heart. Nothing else. Aquinas is really good at making this point. The only thing that's going to fill that hole in your heart is God. And the, and the only way, and, and once you offer that, the uh, you're going to draw people. But the problem with the internet is that there's so many sites out there, and there's so many social media, this, that, and everything where there's disinformation, there's everybody's got a competing voice. So I think that the key is, is to offer true meaning that's beyond either what you or I say. It's got a long tradition behind it. It goes back to the core of Western civilization. It goes back to the core of everything. It co- goes back to the core of all meaning. And once you can say you don't have to trust me on this, but you can you have you can trust the long tradition and you can trust the words of Christ Himself. I think you might make some headway and draw them to your sight and get yourself back in the national picture because this country is not doing well as as we all know. We know that it's not doing well at all, and so we've got to do whatever we can to help get it back on track. Even if it looks like a terribly uphill battle, we're here we're here for that fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. The number to call in if you have a comment or question is 515-602-9655. Again, 515-602-9655. Or uh, drop a message in our chat room. We have Ed and Jack from Catholicism Rocks. Uh, Guys, one of the ministries that we're starting here, one of the outreaches we're starting here is called uh, Taking It to the Streets. And uh, Terry Delk is, is kind of headlining that. We're going to have him tomorrow, and we're going to do a live simulcast uh, with his uh, Facebook group, uh, Abortion Abolition. And this is exactly the kind of uh, the kind of outreach that you guys are talking about, literally taking it to the streets. Uh, and I think it's critically important that – Sites like ours and sites like yours work in partnership. We're, we're not competing with each other. We're working in partnership. We're working together because we have the same message. Too many times I see, and I had to leave an apostolate because the leaders of the group, and I founded it. This was an apostolate that I founded, but it was taken over by people who wanted to make it all about them. And they started crowding out the truth with their own pride, their own boasting, their own self-promotion. Um, there's too much of that going on in, in, in the Catholic circles, and, and I think it's part of the poison that we're facing, isn't it? There's no question about it. I mean, the guys like Matthew Kelly at Dynamic Catholic and Scott Hahn at St. Paul Biblical Theology and Augustine Institute with uh, Tim Gray and uh, those guys are uh, building the kingdom of God. There's no question about that. And there's other ones who are trying to compete with them and they don't do anything. I mean, I got a friend in um, Tucson who was a Baptist seminarian and he became a Catholic. Now he has a YouTube channel. He's got a video. He's got a website. He's got everything. His name is WilliamHemsworth.com. And he has interviewed Scott Hahn and all kinds of famous people. <laughs> but he is with unity. He's, he's unified with them, which is wonderful. And that's the way it should be. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because 
William Hemsworth happens to be a very dear friend of mine. And um, we just announced last night that starting on May 13th, William Hemsworth is being added to our lineup. He is going to have a weekly show here on the Four Persons. Uh, we're very, very excited and, and, and proud to have him. And you're right, William is the real deal. He's my dear friend, too. <laughs> yeah, and he belongs to the Paul Street Evangelization, too. But but William and Carrie and several other people were all part of this other apostolate, and all of us left, and all of us left because of the uh, of the terrible things that they were doing. And um, you know, it's it's almost like a I'll, I'll go back to Jack on this. It's almost like a circular firing squad <laughs> that some of these Catholic apostolates that are trying to so hard to destroy other Catholics. That, that they're forgetting who the real enemy. In fact, uh, you know, they they called us their enemy. Uh, they, uh, you know, because, you know, they, they were reporting things that were simply factually not true. I mean, documented factual inaccuracies, and we called them on it. Which, Jack, I thought that's what we're supposed to do. That's called fraternal correction, is it not? Yes, agreed. And uh, just, uh, I just. Connected with Hemsworth on LinkedIn too, so it's a small world. I guess we're getting he's, he, everybody knows Tim at some, at some level. But yeah, we can't have this. There's some stuff that, that that's out there that's pretty caustic, actually. Like uh, that the I think it's out of Chicago, the Church Militant. I mean, I think that they might have their their. their I'm not saying that they're like out to get anybody or anything, but they're so you know they're so. They're, they seem to me like they're full of hatred almost to an extent of uh, of everything. And I think that people do that do this are falling for some sort of a business model or something that, that, that it's, a, it's a somehow to somehow a free enterprise competition among Catholics. And that's just not going to work. I mean, we're, we're, we need to all be on the same page, but the, but the sorry thing is, is we're sort of not all on the same page. So, I mean, when you, when you have people like uh I'm not going to name any names here, but you all, all I can name Biden and these guys that they call themselves Catholic and they're pro-abortion and they're pro all this as Nancy Pelosi. Those are the big wigs, but it goes into the church as well, where we do seem a little divided, even the Catholic church. So how do we, how do we get together and stay on the same page with, with that? I think that all people that uh, are sort of more traditional in their outlook, you're absolutely right. We have to band together. We can't be competing with each other. We're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, it's just, it's, doesn't make any sense and plus we're all one under the holy spirit anyway i mean we're, uh, i don't have any more holy spirit than you do or anybody else i mean that this is up to the god and the church all we're supposed to do is push it along and we do that by brotherhood not by you know enemyhood trying to calling each other enemies or spreading false false it's amazing how much false information goes on there right now. I mean, we live in an amazing time. I wake up every day and go, how did we get to this place? It seems like I yeah. blinked and woke up or something, and the world is completely crazy. It's absurd. And the only thing that I can hold on to is the the traditional Catholic Church. It's endured worse than this. I think today or yesterday was the, the Feast of Catherine of Siena. She, had, she lived in plague and you know the church was falling everything was falling apart but she she kept on going and we must keep on going too in tandem yeah no, no look you're, at you're, look 
There's ministries called New Ways Ministry. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. That's uh, a ministry that has, uh, they push the gay agenda. And there's Catholics for Choice. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, those ones are really heretical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, I mean, it's just awful, but what really, what, what I'm really getting at, Ed, is is that you know the so-called Catholic Catholics, the one who say that they're, uh, well, one of the things that I have a real problem with, uh, one of my pet peeves is the pushing of unapproved and even condemned private revelations. This is something that I have a real problem with because we got more approved private revelations than we can count. There's there's, yeah. there's plenty that we can go with. We can go with Catherine of Siena. She's she's a good one to go to. Uh, I mean, we can go to Lourdes. We can go to Fatima. Uh, we have so many, and and there's some that okay, the Vatican, the Church is taking a wait and see uh, approach. But then we have some that are condemned. That the Church is condemned. Uh, you know, for instance, Amsterdam is 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 an example. People right. are pushing these condemned revelations. Um, and 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 not only pushing them, but then attacking people who don't believe in them. In other words, if you don't believe in this private seer over here, uh, then you're not as Catholic as I am. Jack, it's, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like a Gnosticism with some of these people, isn't it? Well, it it is it is Gnosticism, and and. Uh, if you, if you want to put it in terms that uh, the younger people can sort of underhand hand again, it's back to relativism. They, they just sort of say, and it's Gnosticism. Gnosticism translates as secret knowledge, right? So right. Mm-hmm. I have secret, I, I have secret knowledge that you don't. So that therefore <laughs> that makes me more holy than you are, and that's just like human nature. To tell you the truth, uh, 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 it's a it's a refusal to submit to the truth. That's why there is obedience and authority in the Catholic Church yeah. is because you have to swallow your pride a little bit and say, I don't know it all. But yeah, non sodium was the first protest, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So 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 let's let's talk about this, explore this theme a little bit more, Jack, because when we talk about this 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 whole idea of I, I won't serve, or I have secret knowledge that you have. It 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 goes back to uh, what we were just talking about a minute ago: is this idea of competition. That I'm I'm more Catholic because I know about this particular seer in Oshkosh, Wisconsin that you don't know about. Um, it, it, I'm more Catholic than you because I have this secret knowledge. Well, listen, the, the devil loves that. The devil absolutely loves playing on that pride, but my pride is in the Lord. My pride is in what he has done and what he is doing through me, and that's what our boast should be about. And here at the four persons, that's what it's about. That's what our mission is about. Our mission is about isn't about how great John is because let me tell you, if we do a show about how great John is, that's going to be a short show. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. But if we do a, a show about how great God is, uh, I can go on for hours and hours and hours about how great God is. And it's how much we love him 
that people should see and hear, and that's what's going to win them over. Ed, if you're doing a show about how great Ed is, how many no converts do you think that's going to win over? None. God, I can't do anything without God. He gave me my body. He gave me my mind. He gave me my eyes, my ears, mouth. Everything is because of God. And he is the one who created everything. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all the adoration. That's why I go to adoration every day. <laughs> and, and we do and we do have a joy in our faith. I mean, your website yes. is appropriately named. Catholicism rocks. It really is a great religion. It's, 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 it's a joy-filled um, religion. Now, that doesn't mean that every minute is going to be happy, that we don't have pain and suffering, but we have joy in the midst of that pain and suffering. As Paul said, I rejoice in my sufferings, and in my flesh I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. People need to understand the difference between happiness and joy. And joy is infused in the soul. It's infused in the soul by grace. And there's only one source of that joy. And we need to be leading people to that. We don't need to be. If we're leading people to John and Jack and Ed, we have failed. We have failed in our mission. But if we're leading people to Jesus Christ, uh, it's not important whether John leads them there or Jack leads them there or Ed leads them there. If we're leading people to Jesus Christ, we have accomplished a mission. Am I right? You are absolutely right. There's a priest in uh, Bisbee. Bisbee is a little town in southern Arizona. It's an old mining town. And he is the pastor of St. Patrick's down there. He's a friend of mine. He was at our parish for a little while. He is from India, and he has the joy of the Lord in him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. This guy smiles all the time. He, he, and he told us a story. He said this before, right after he did the consecration at Mass last Sunday. He said, I have a cousin in India. She gets the stigmata every Lent for 40 days. So she has bleeding out of her hands, her feet, her side, her head, everything. She gets it for 40 days. And twice I was with her at a prayer meeting, and she knelt down, and a host appeared on her tongue. And she said Jesus gave her Holy Communion. I mean, he, and he is, and he said this with a smile, everything. I mean, he's just so full of joy, this priest. Father Amal. You know, that was the story of the martyrs, wasn't it? I mean, Jack, it, 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 you read the testimony. Two things that strike me about when I read uh, the writings of, of, a, of a Catherine of Siena or of a, a St. Margaret Mary Alico or, or Teresa of Lisieux, all of these, all of these writings, uh, uh, Teresa of Avila, all of these writings that I read, John, St. John of the Cross, uh, they all thought that they were just the worst sinner in the world, uh, and, and, and yet they all had such joy, like you said, often in the, in the midst of unspeakable suffering. They had such, such, such joy. Jack, there's no one that could look at someone like that and say that they manufactured that joy of their own effort. It's just, it's just impossible to come to that conclusion, right? Uh, that's 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 absolutely right, and I think that uh, one thing, and this is a challenge that we face, is uh, 
the ego's big these days because, and again, that's back to relativism. But in order to receive that joy, you have to empty yourself of yourself. I mean, that's the, that's the only way you're going to be able to do that. And the martyrs throughout the ages, I, I, I like Meister Eckhart. Uh, he's not a martyr, but he, he was a, he had some pretty profound mystical type stuff to say because you don't, we can't get it. You can't rationally wrap your head around something like uh, St. John of the Cross, for example, the dark night of the soul, uh, St. Faustina, I'm, I'm reading her diary right now, and she went. She goes through her own dark night of the soul, and it gets pretty bad. I mean, it gets. They, they're not joking when they say it's the dark night of the soul. It's the dark night of the soul in every sense of the word. But they come out of it because they keep believing no matter what, no matter that their 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 faith is so strong. God never leaves them, and they get little hints here and there that you're going to make it through this. Just hang on. It's 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 actually good for you. The, the, there's a novel by a, a Japanese writer. I can't remember the name of it. They made a, a movie out of it, Silence. Uh, but it's about these uh, the evangelists over in J- uh, Japan and the, the Japanese that were converted. They had to go underground because the Japanese didn't like the Catholics at all. So they put them through these terrible tortures, but they were still serene even through those. And we can't fathom that. Uh, That's mm-hmm. it, it's difficult for especially a layman non-Catholic to fathom that. Go, what are you guys? Are you guys crazy or what? You Are you masochistic or what are you people? I mean, you get that sometimes. But that's not yeah. it at all. You have to empty yourself of the ego for the joy to come. And the joy is sort of like the Holy Spirit, I think. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. Now, look, you know, I, I just I just lost uh, recently within the last month and a half. I just lost my best friend of, of almost forty five years, uh, and uh, the, the suffering that his that his wife and his family is going through is just immense. I mean, it's just she was married to him for forty one years. Um. So, you know, we understand that. We understand that, but Jack, I read both of those books that you referred to, and 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 a lot of other ones. Uh, I've been on a Catholic reading binge for the last two and a half years. I've probably read twenty thousand pages, uh, but I read Dark Night of the Soul and the Diary of Sister Faustina, and one of the things that struck me from those two books, I, I actually read those two books back to back. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> There's something that struck me from those two books, a, a common theme that just made my, just made me hold our Lord in awe. And uh, they speak to when Jesus cried out from the cross, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I remember years ago, really struggling with that concept. Here is God crying out to God that he's been forsaken by God. I have a real hard time wrestling with that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, But the way that John of the Cross broke it down is just, it's just awe-inspiring. He said at that point, in some way, in some mysterious way that we can't quantify or fathom, God uh, put a put a drape or, or, or covering, if you will, over his own divinity to some extent. He diminished his own divinity for for a short time 
in order to fully immerse himself into his humanity. And the reason that he did that was so that he could experience the agony of what it feels like to be abandoned by God. And he experienced that agony in order to sanctify it, in order to make that special deep, deep suffering in it. And if you've ever gone through that appropriately named dark night of the soul, you know that it is a it is a exquisite suffering. It is a deep suffering. And Jesus sanctified that suffering and John of the Cross actually said that because Jesus did that, it is at that moment that you feel abandoned by God that he is actually the closest to you. Yep. I almost dropped the book. It, that hit me so hard. That impacted me so hard. What kind of God do we serve? And so he's so unsearchable. You know, today is the feast of Catherine of Siena. She is the one who got to Rome from France. <laughs> She's also the one who said, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Yeah. Catherine of Siena said something else, too, that struck me. Uh, and I, I've read her, her dialogue. That's another one of the books that I read. Yeah. And, and, Jack, I'm going to fire this one at you. I want to get your reaction on this. Catherine of Siena says in her dialogue, now fathom this. So a soul that's in hell is suffering the pain of sin. I, I don't want to get too graphic, but they're actually suffering the pain of, of, the, of the eternal fires of hell. Um, it's impossible for us as human beings to imagine anything worse than that. It's impossible for us to contemplate any suffering worse than that. Catherine of Siena, in her book, The Dialogues, in her, in her conversation with God, she actually said that if a soul had to choose and could choose one of these two situations, either the soul in hell would not have the, 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 the torment of the flame, but would still have eternal separation from God, or they could choose... To, to not have eternal separation from God, but still suffer the eternal flame. The soul would choose to suffer the eternal fire rather than, the, than be separated from God. But the, the separation from God is actually a greater suffering than the suffering of the fire. And I, I got to tell you, if there's something that's, that's a greater suffering than than suffering in fire that's something I can't comprehend and I can tell you right now that's something I don't ever want to experience Jack what, what do you think well uh, it's there's a mystery to all of this that we're never going to be able to fathom and I think that that's uh, in, in sort of the rationalistic age of the modern times which we lived a lot of people reject that they, they, they want to control the mystery I think that's uh, Human, the human beings Achilles heel in a way is wanting to control the mystery when they can't because the mystery is God. So I can un I can understand. I've read that as well, and it's it is hard to it's hard to go. 
but separation from God, and I'm not going to say I've ever been anywhere near some of like St. John of the Cross or, or Faustina or any of, any of these people, but I went through a stage when I was younger. I read Frederick Nietzsche when I was about 15 years old, uh, unsupervised, and I bought it, hook, light, hook line, I, I bought it all, I thought, and I misinterpreted it, of course, to a large extent, <laughs> and, but it colored, it colored my life for about the next 20 years until I hit such a dark place where I, I felt that the, uh, there was a sep- almost a separation from God, and that's sort of when, I, when it came back, and Faustina said sort of the same thing, but maybe not as graphically is in her sufferings, as you know, as you've read it, you've read it so you know that Jesus has come speaking to her quite a bit. And he sort of explains like when I'm when it seems like I'm furthest away, I'm closest. You just don't get it. And one thing that we have to realize as human beings is we're just human beings. We're just very finite little creatures with very we don't know much about the universe. How could we even know about God? We know so little about anything. And one of the biggest things that we have to do is be humble, empty ourselves. When Jesus empties himself, God empties himself fully into Jesus, so far so that Jesus is separated from God. What does that tell us? That tells us that we have to empty ourselves completely of our egos. Now, that's a challenge in the in the society we find ourselves today because these kids are told all they have is their, they can create truth. In, in a sense, they are God because they're the only ones that can create truth. And that's what Nietzsche said, too. There are no truths. There are only interpretations. So you get to create truth. And that's the for Nietzsche, that's the end all beat all of everything is you get to create your own meaning for a little pin, you know, a second in eternity. And that's supposed yeah. to mean something. Well, well, it doesn't mean anything. And uh, the challenge is going to be getting people to let go of their egos, I think, but and it's not an easy task. Right. Well, you know, for me, it's becoming easier and easier. It used to be much more difficult, but it's becoming easier and easier. Uh, and 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 the reason why is because I've so, seen so clearly what the world looks like when I'm in control. <laughs> but it's not a pretty picture. So it's getting easier and easier for me to say, you know what, Lord, I'm not good at this. I'm going to just go ahead and let you let you drive. Um, so that's that's the one thing about humility is that we'll give you some we'll give you some direction. Sometimes God has to knock you down a, a, a peg or two to get your eyes to open. Uh, I'm on with Ed and Jack of Catholicism Rocks. If you'd like to call in, we got a few minutes left. Five one five six zero two nine six five five. Again, five one five six zero two nine six five five. Guys, before we leave, I want you to talk a little bit about Sean and Kathy. They're kind of the, the founders of Catholicism Rocks. Uh, they're, they're true blue, aren't they, Ted? Tell me a little bit about what your experience has been with them. Good. Oh, Sean? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Sean, uh, he's a father of three children. Uh, he was born in Ireland. Um, uh, they created the website for to help my, uh, like-minded Catholics to connect and network. Uh, you know, he said uh, in his thing, he says, "Iron sharpens iron. We can help each other becoming the saints we are called to be." Um, and uh, Sean is something. He, you know, Ireland. You know, we used to have priests from Ireland in the United States. 
And then Ireland, something happened, and boom, they, they quit coming. Now they're all coming from Africa. Um, but uh, Sean said, we have to do something. And so he built this website um, where people can uh, – uh, he, he, he posts blogs. He creates content for the website. And Kathy is an amazing one. I just sent her my book. I wrote a book called How to Save Money on a Car Loan on How to Get to Heaven, too. <laughs> and so, but uh, she is uh, from Southern California. Um, she's a mother of seven. Uh, she has seven children. Um, she says uh, on her side, she says, I am ever ready to do battle with whatever evil presents itself for God, for Christ, for Mary, for my friends and family, and for the sake of being here. All the grace of God, I am blessed beyond imagination. So that's, that's Kathy, and she is a wonderful saintly woman as well, too. So, Jack, let me go back to you. What's your guys – I know you guys um... – are going to be back. What's your What's your vision? If you guys kind of, I know you guys were hashing it out as to uh, how often that you, that you want to uh, appear here and have a and have a Catholicism rock show, even to the point where uh, you guys may be actually hosting some of the episodes. Uh, what What's your vision? Are you looking at once a week, once every couple of weeks? Are you looking at inviting guests? Uh, how far have you guys progressed in your in your talks about what you'd like to do as far as partnering with us here? Well, we've progressed far enough that we know we want to partner with you, <laughs> especially after this conversation. I think that we're we're certain we're on board. And I can I, I haven't talked to Sean and Kathy about this particularly, but we were talking about possibly a once a week uh, uh, go at it. But I'm willing to work with you uh, at. at Everybody, you know, I'll do whatever is needed of me, basically. So if uh, if you need me, I'm here, and I, I appreciate the opportunity and everything else. So we can work with, work together. I'm, I'm I'll do what you want me to do. The only the only thing I have, uh, uh, John, is uh, I go to mass at nine o'clock on Saturday mornings, and I missed it today because of this. So I don't know if there's another time we can do it. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the only time frames that we have locked in right now um, that are hard, fast locked in is 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesdays and Thursdays are locked in for Fred Boley and Deborah Haas. And starting on the 13th from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, uh, on Saturdays, it's going to be locked in for William Hemsworth okay. on uh, on Saturday mornings. Those are the only times that are firm. Everything else is kind of fluid. We'll kind of make it work. Uh, we're not opposed to you guys having a show that uh, you know that maybe at, at uh, hours that are oddball to us. We don't mind covering different uh, hours and time frames. We're paying for the most premium service on Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Uh, in order to have that flexibility, in order to have those numbers of hours, uh, all that all that matters to us is that everyone that's on here never forgets the mission. It's not about me. It's not about Jack. It's not about Ed. It's not about It's about our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, as long as we never forget the mission, we can work out the days and the times. We absolutely can do that. And if you guys want to have uh, – um, you know, a once a week show, 
Um, you know, even if, like you said, even if you guys are doing the show that maybe I'm at work and I can't participate, I can always listen in the archive. And that's the beauty of what we do here is that anyone who can't listen live um, can listen in the archive. So I look forward to you guys talking among yourselves, kind of figuring out what you want to do, what this is going to look like. And then why don't okay. we all regroup with a with a Zoom call and say, okay, this is kind of what we've got. This is kind of what we want to do. Does that sound good to both of you? That sounds great. Sounds wonderful. All right. So why don't we do this, Ed? Would you leave us uh, in a closing prayer, please? Okay. Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit continue to watch over us and guide us, protect us, fill us with your grace, your love, your joy, your peace, your wisdom. We ask that your Holy Spirit would guide us and protect us from all evil and all harm always, Lord. We pray that you would watch over John and Jack and everyone at Catholicism Rocks. We pray for Lisa Marie Nicole, we pray that you would bless her with her music and everything else that she's doing and all the people that go on uh, the the T4P call center. We ask that your Holy Spirit would bless us and guide us, protect us, and we pray as Jesus taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, coming on. I look forward to uh, regrouping with you and having you on again. Again, the website is catholicismrocks.com. Ed and Jack, thank you very much. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you very much. God bless.